How can an all-good, all-loving, omnipotent, and omniscient God allow suffering? Is he capable of stopping it and chooses not to? Or is he not all-good or all-loving? Today, we're going to talk about that. I'm Bailey. I'm Michael. And I'm David. And welcome to a brand new series of episodes on brought to you by the Facing the Gates Podcast Co. AKA us three. Three. Anyway, um, it's it's called Objections to Theism and Christianity. Uh, in this series of episodes, we're going to look at some of the major objections people have with Christianity and by extension belief in God in general. Now, obviously, there are many objections people have to religious belief, but in this series, I have consolidated it down to what I believe to be the most interesting questions that require decisive, thought-out responses. And the first objection we're looking at is called the problem of evil, as I described in the intro. This is one of the most notorious objections to theism that atheists use. And uh, I guess starting out, I wanted to ask you guys, do you think this is a problem for the existence of God, at least for you, um, and if so, how big a role do you think it plays? I mean, from to start off, for me, no, because I've always believed for every good deed, there's an evil deed. For every action, there's an opposite and equal reaction. It's natural law. Mm -hmm. And when I was Christian, I was leaning more into the kind of hands-off, theistic approach, mm -hmm. where there is a God. But he doesn't necessarily meddle in our earthly doings. Mm -hmm. And if I do lean back into a titled religion, I would still very, mo very well much believe that. Because, I mean, there has to be evil. Yeah. If there's good. Right. If not, we're in purgatory. Right. Um. Uh, just, just as a side topic which we can discuss at a later date christianity is kind of uh a panentheistic worldview uh which is one um there's pantheism which is the belief that all is god the universe is is god mm -hmm. it's the same thing and then there's panentheism which you got to be careful because it gets tied up with other stuff but basically it's like uh, i can show you like a diagram but it's like it's mainly like there's like a big bubble and that's the universe and there's like a tiny bubble that's kind of attached to it and that's God. So like yeah. God established the universe, but there's a little bit of involvement in it that he has with it. Yeah. So for the most part, he's not, you know, over every little fucking aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you wouldn't have free will. Right. <sighs> uh, so what about, what about you, David? Is this an issue for you? Not really. I mean, I know it's a major issue for, like a lie atheist, like the very few I've been able to talk to that are open about it. Mm -hmm. That's one of their major issues. But to me, it, 
especially like the Christian mindset is you will have trials and tribulations set in front of you to face mm-hmm. to um, build you up as a better person. And I mean, that kind of happens throughout life, regardless of your worldview. Right. So it's not a bit, it's not a deal breaker to me. Yeah. Okay. And I'd say but that's just kind of how being raised and like, and going like the churches we did and like, Oh, well, God's not always going to have his hand in your favor. He's going to test your ass. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of the issue is a lot of people are trying to sell people on Christianity. You know, oh, it's all rainbows and butterflies over here. Why don't you believe in God? Or oh. on the opposite <laughs> side, sell you to They're not the, telling you the, the filthy story. atheist where it's like, oh, yeah, God, God doesn't exist. And if he did, he wouldn't love you. And it's like, no, I mean, there, there's such things as tough love. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you can, and this is a metaphorical for anybody out there. Let's say you have a kid or you have a dog. Are you going to fucking get involved in every little bit of their business? No, you got bigger shit to handle. You don't think a higher power is going to have way bigger shit to handle yeah. than Karen calling you a bitch at two o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon. Come on now. Yeah. Well, atheist philosophers, Michael has to solve your problem of evil. You might as well go home. Not all of y'all. So. I know. <laughs> but, but but you edgy atheists. I are get like, what you're saying. I yeah. mean, <clears throat> because I mean, one of the very few, I mean, dude was a terrible human being. You know who I'm talking about, Michael. He would just yell about like God and basically the problem of evil. Mm-hmm. It's like, you, you don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like trials and tribulations. And I mean, <clears throat> if there's the big man up there, he has more important stuff to deal with. Yeah, and not to carry this on too much longer, but look at the story of Job, I want to say. Yeah. That motherfucker went through trials like a motherfucker. I'm actually going to be bringing him up later. Well, then I won't dig too far in, but right there, if you want to talk shit on something, read the fucking book. Yeah. I mean, and like, the experience of Jesus was a big ass trial. Yeah. Essentially. Yep. So in the kind of how I view Christianity, it's all about trials and tribulations it's, and building yourself up to be a better person. Yeah. So uh, throughout this episode, I'm going to offer various popular theodicies, which are reasons why God may permit evil. And though this is not an exhaustive list, uh, much like the arguments for God's existence, there are many more theodicies out there. The ones I will be discussing in this episode uh, are the ones, some of the ones that I find most interesting and that I personally believe are sufficient explanations for why evil exists in the world today. And also, like I mentioned, because a lot of people raise this as an issue, this is one of the ones that I am going to take more seriously because a lot of people raise it. It may not, obviously, it's not you guys, um, but even for me at times, it's kind of been a struggle. Um, because there is an emotional aspect to the issue and there's also a philosophical aspect of it because it's like when you go through something really difficult, uh, a lot of people are, are pointing to coronavirus as like, oh, well, God doesn't exist because he allowed coronavirus. That's an emotional reaction Mm -hmm. to something. Or like when, um, someone you're close to has something happen or passes, like 
it will shake your worldview. Yeah. And you're dealing with that emotional response and asking, like, why did this happen? Yeah, yeah. And to add a little insight into why me and David think a certain way is we are so fucking jaded from life. <laughs> yeah. That, like, we're just going to look at it from a realistic point of view. Yeah. And not everyone has that issue growing up of right. going through the struggles we went or struggles you went mm-hmm. and having to grow and learn past yeah it. and it's like yeah. you say what free will if we don't have free will then yeah god can just do whatever he wants we're we're little puppets in his little toy set but if we have free will he's gonna let people be terrible people and judge them upon them judge those that are have to respond and react to that accordingly yeah and there is like i was mentioning there's also the philosophical side to it where people are like okay God's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He's all-good. Why doesn't he stop evil? If he's capable of doing it, why doesn't he do it? So that's the philosophical aspect of it. And that, I think, is a little bit more interesting and substantial. Yeah. And obviously, most of the things that I'm going to be bringing up are arguments against the philosophical problem of evil. The emotional problem of evil, while I think it's valid, I don't think it is necessarily something to pit up against I mean, it's a hum- arguments for God's it's existence. It's like fire and brimstone preaching. That's it's an a, emotional response. It's a human yeah. response. It, yeah. It's like that quick instinct, not something you can think about. It just it happens. Yeah. And I yeah. have my viewpoints on the philosophical side, but I'll let that come when it needs to. Okay. Um, so one answer would be Christianity and Judaism are unique in the sense that they have an explanation for the human condition that no other religion has, which is original sin. When Adam and Eve betrayed God in the Garden of Eden, that resulted in a fall that allowed evil to infect the world and humanity. If this is true, it would be an explanation as to why evil exists in the world today. However, when I've heard this in the past, it always has seemed kind of like a pat answer, which is just like, a, oh, yeah, this is why it happens. And then that's the end of the, the conversation. So I will be giving other uh, solutions to this problem, but that is at least one response that you would hear. It's a good response. Yeah. It's a good starting no. place. It's just I feel like a lot of times people are like really dismissive of the problem and don't really spend the time that it yeah. takes yeah, to it's adequately a good handle it. Place, and like but it needs a, to finish. Right. Adam and Eve... As, like, we talked about, like, in the beginning with the Bible, it's very artfully written, basically. Mm-hmm. And in my eyes, like, the idea of original sin is regardless of, like... Whether how, it was a literal or metaphorical yeah, how then, sheltered it's just one can be, you're going to mess up eventually. And something's going to tempt you. Yeah. Um, so, regarding original sin, since I've brought that up, there's kind of a, a divergence between Eastern and Western thought being Western Christianity being Catholicism and Protestantism, and then the Eastern Orthodox Church. I do kind of prefer the Orthodox perspective because uh, the Western view is more because um, Adam and Eve sinned, we have inherited that sin, and by default, we are sinful. Whereas the Orthodox view is because Adam and Eve sinned, it made the rest of humanity capable and more inclined to sin. Not that just we inherit sin or are born into it. 
We are born with an inclination towards sin because our ancestors made that possible, and we are born into a fallen world because humanity and the earth both have fallen away, not just humanity. That, to me, makes a little bit more sense, and it's a little less yeah. doom and gloom. And wow, I mean, So basically, for, for an atheist term, because sin was advantageous, even for a little bit, humanity evolved to be capable of sin. Uh, I mean, uh, just point. I'm just being a shit lord at okay. that point. And I mean, but I mean, I I, I get the idea, and I would fit better with the orthodox idea than just like, oh yeah, it's inherited. It's like, yeah, because I think. But they, why? It it shows that even the earliest were human, mm-hmm. and so with them being human and having human offspring, we're all capable of good and bad, right? Because we're not gods. Yeah. And so I would. Yeah, I think that's one thing all three of us can agree on. We'd probably, if me and David were Christian, we'd lean more on that side of the table. Yeah, that's that's one thing that kind of has drawn me towards there because their theology in most areas makes more sense. Now, granted, it's, as I'm looking more into that, it, there's a lot to it. Uh, it's very, very different from what I've grown up in, but that's a process. But oh, yeah. that's a different conversation yeah. for a different day. So... The problem of evil, as I mentioned, plays an emotional role for people on the fence. Think of tragedies such as 9-11 or the Holocaust, but it also has deep philosophical undertones. If God can stop evil, why doesn't he? Um, so one response I might give to this is the idea of evil is kind of a philosophically loaded term, and we need to define that adequately. Evil is relative, and it cannot exist unless it is a distinction from good. A philosopher by the name of Platonius around the 3rd or 4th century argued for the privation theory of evil, which is the idea that evil is simply the lack of good. Christianity backs up this idea with the doctrine of hell, a realm that is separation from God and therefore a privation of anything good. Uh, Though we will talk more about hell in a future episode. And... In this world where God has left people to their own devices after our ancestors turned against him in the garden, this is simply expected and accounted for in Christianity. Other worldviews don't account for why humanity has a natural propensity to commit evil acts. Now, for some other theodicies. Um, I think probably the most popular one is that God respects man's free will to choose whether or not to act morally. This plays a direct role in the problem of evil because much like uh, much much of the evil that we experience in this world is not because of God, but because of the choices of other human beings. In other words, evil is a human problem, not a God problem. Yeah, I mean look again, looking back when I was Christian, I was leaning towards certain Oh, I hate to say it like this, but early America's viewpoints, mm-hmm. I was very much in a hands-off approach of Christianity. Mm-hmm. And so that, I I can say, yeah, kind of agree with that. Yeah, and I mean, I can agree with the idea of the idea of evil being a human problem because, I mean, we're the ones that invented it. You look yeah. at, like, animals doing atrocious things to each other, and it's like, oh, that's just nature. Yeah, and if you... It's like a kid. If you control something, is it really living at that point? 
We're just like making it do certain things because this is right, this is wrong. Exactly. And that's the thing uh, I think that's especially um, focused upon in the Christian worldview is that you have free will. God is not your, you know, controlling you with his mind or anything. He may influence you and like maybe try to push you to like do a little bit better, but he's not going to be like just grabbing you and yank. He he might like nudge you in the right way, but he's not going to mind control you and to act morally because he values freedom. Yeah. And this is like the proving ground. Right. Yeah. So in the philosophical sense uh, regarding this problem, just because you can't conceive of a reason why God wouldn't allow suffering or would allow suffering doesn't necessarily mean that he doesn't have one. If you limit God to your own understanding, you have a small God that is barred by the limits of your own intellect. God is much larger than you and I. Think of the worst thing that has ever happened to you. You don't have to say what it is. Just imagine it. Now, did anything good come of it? Did you learn anything or grow? My point is that perhaps God permits suffering to encourage greater goods in the end. I can think of countless times that I felt like I was going through something bad, only to realize that it was for the better in the end. Can I add a small interjection here? Sure. All of you Darwinists out there should really agree with that. Because if you truly believe survival of the fittest, if you do some dumb shit and get killed, it's the end of your bloodline. If you do some dumb shit, that will cause either you or someone else to learn from that. Which is essentially the role God's playing here. Mm-hmm. It's letting you make these dumbass choices. And also if... And letting you get your ass killed. Yeah. And not ruling with an iron fist and... And also with him being all-knowing, I mean, especially since, like, we've established the idea of God will be beyond space and time, so he knows everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, he already knows what's going to ha- how your life's going to go, so why you got to worry about it? He, he knows just, when you're going to fart. He, he just got to well, let, let things that's go. That's disturbing. Just got to let things go. I have to meditate on that should. one. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, meditation is great. Yeah, it is. Not going to lie. It's hard sometimes because my brain is insane. Yeah, it doesn't shut up. Yeah, well, well, that that's kind of the point of meditation. I know. I know. That's the shut point. Shut the brain and focus. Yeah. So, bundled in with the problem of evil is the assumption that we are inherently good people and we deserve a good life. But under the Christian view, this is absolutely not true. Just look at the book of Psalms, Lamentations, or Job. These people are crying out to God saying, why did you let this happen? This is the Bible. This is in the Bible for a reason. Christianity doesn't promise sunshine and rainbows. It is very raw and honest with the way the world is. Uh, Also, the problem of evil may be subverted by thinking about it differently. Instead of asking, why has God allowed this? We may want to ask, How will God work through this? And believe it or not, there's actually a story in the Bible that can relate to this very problem. In the book of Job, Job loses everything. His livelihood, his family, everything. When Job contests with God and demands a reason why he allowed him to go through everything he did, God's response at the end is this. Quote, Who darkens my counsel with words without wisdom? 
Where were you when I laid out the foundation of the earth? Tell me, if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Have you commanded the morning since your days began, and caused the dawn to know its place? Can you send forth lightning? Shall a fault finder contend with the Almighty? He who argues with God, let him answer it. End quote. These are quotations from Job 38 to 40. Uh, throughout these three chapters, God basically roasts Job by saying, You don't know the first thing about being God. Who are you to question my methods? The moral of the story here is that Job doesn't see the bigger picture that God sees, and neither do we. And I, no one can really blame Job for that. Oh, no, definitely. Yeah, like, I mean, he, that, he went through a lot. Yeah, and so, his fate stayed throughout that, and he used his free will to ask God, Hey, yo, what the fuck? And, and, and the God awesome, was like, listen here, bitch. Trust me. The awesome thing about that book is it shows his whole struggle. Like, you can see, like, how he is at the beginning when his life's all pristine, and then how his faith slowly deteriorates, and As then he how he gets, slowly gets in a shittier and shittier situation. He, he slowly gets angrier and slowly gets more resentful, and then finally he does this at the end of the book and is like, yo, God, what's the deal, man? And then finally when he gets a response... This is what he hears. It uh, was a very alpha move by God. Like, oh, you think people don't believe in me, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> Look at this motherfucker. I'm all the fucking shit up. But there's going to be reason for it. You might not know it, but I'd prove y'all bitches wrong. I need my $20. <laughs> okay. Michael's summation of the book of Job. Out on Amazon right now. $20 is $20. Um, but yeah. Um... So, the problem of evil has different effects depending on the person. Some are repulsed by God and thinks his existence is an impossibility because of evil, while others realize how finite and contingent they are and therefore turn to God for comfort. I just think it's kind of interesting how this is a problem for some people and it causes people to turn away, whereas other people, when experiencing the exact same thing, actually turn to God. Well, I mean, it's it, it depends on like your disposition. Yeah, because some people like if you just have nothing but shitty things happen throughout your life, yeah, you're gonna be spiteful. Actually, you know what? I'm I'm a script. I think if your life has been all good and dandy, and you are good Christian boy or girl, oh, so go and then the, your life goes to shit, or you lose someone, go or you spoil. go through a real fucking struggle, those people will flip because they. They yeah. might not have believed before. Yep. But some of the people who've been through the worst shit I know. Some of the strongest individuals I know. And I'm thinking of one lady right now. Mm-hmm. She knows everything has a greater purpose and she keeps pushing forward. Yeah, and also just depends on, like, how strong the person's faith is in, in to start with, honestly. Yeah. Because, like, you, it, it takes just... It's like with anything... You can have that one emotional, like, setback, and I mean, it's over. Or you can take your time, think about what's ever happening, and assess the situation. Mm-hmm. Why do you think 12-step programs use religion so strongly? It's because someone who's really at the bottom with nothing else to lose, nothing else to look for, they're going to reach for something bigger than themselves. Mm-hmm. Something Whether that drugs, has a longer Religion, angle. politics... And they're going to 
work their way out of it. That's also just a very human thing is we want to, and we'll probably talk about this in a later episode, but we want to transcendentalize something. Yeah, yeah. We, Whereas, we want to have, have something higher. Some to look sort to. of community, yeah, even if it's just like you and your higher power. Even if it's not, this might be a rabbit hole that we should probably talk in another episode about. But even if you don't believe in God, there will be something that you put in place of God in some form or fashion. Money, drugs, women, politics, fashion, stuff. Tension. Yeah. yeah. I mean, heck, like, my idea of, like, leaving this earth and hopefully a better spot than I came to, that can be seen kind of as trying to have that impact. Hot. Yeah. Yeah, because Some- if you don't achieve that, great. you're going to be in despair. Eh, I mean, I'm going to try my best, so I ain't going to worry too much about it, but I'm going to try. Yeah. Um, so many people who appeal to the problem of evil are oftentimes in fortunate, well-off first world countries where their day-to-day needs are met and death is not an immediate issue. The problem of evil isn't nearly as big of an issue for people who experience hardship on a daily basis, such as in third world countries or in ancient times, because they are eager and appreciative for any inkling of existential hope. That's kind of what Michael was saying earlier. This is why Jesus Jesus said that it would be easier for the rich man to go through the eye of a needle than to enter the kingdom of heaven because he is blinded by his materialism and doesn't see a need for existential hope. This is not to write the issue off, but we do need to be aware of how modern and westernized this problem really is. Yeah. Yeah, because but, I mean... Because the millionaire losing $800,000... And he's still fine with two hundred grand, mm-hmm. but he's gonna like, oh fuck you, God, you're not real. Whereas someone with ten bucks loses eight bucks. Oh fuck, we're gonna keep grinding again. We gonna get ten dollars again. And the case of the rich man there, um, which this is actually what um, going back to Job in the beginning of Job, uh, it's kind of like in the council of heaven or whatever, and Satan's telling God, look at Job. Have you not put a hedge around him? Have you not given him everything? Obviously, he's only worshiping you because you've given him stuff. So let me go take that stuff from him. And then we'll see if he really worships you. Job was real. And and God was like, all right, you can do it, but don't lay a finger on him. You can do whatever to his people and his his family and his, his livelihood, but don't touch him. Um, And so... Uh, kind of similarly with with the uh, the rich man situation you kind of gave, and that in that scenario, if if someone is, you know, a millionaire and a Christian, for example, and then they get mad at God and then they don't believe in God anymore after they lose their money, God wasn't their real God. Money was their real God. Yeah, it's again like the once they've always saved fallacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also play kind of the. <laughs> I don't know exactly, but when you're living like day to day trying just to survive, you don't really have time to think about these existential questions. Yeah, you, a lot of people get busy and just and, don't think about it. Yeah. Or you're just thankful for every little bit you get. Yeah, you're just regardless of like your actual beliefs, you're you're just appreciative mm-hmm. because, because I mean, you're surviving. I've been 
They think like a lot of philosophers, wealthy, or like at least usually comfortable. I mean, I've been at the bottom. I've walked in a parking lot, picked up five bucks, and that was the biggest blessing I could get. Whereas mm-hmm. most people walk in a parking lot, pick up five bucks, it's five bucks. Right. Who fucking cares? Yeah, and also, like, the kind of idea of humility allows oneself to be in that vulnerable position to be accepting. Yeah. And one other point on the whole, like, I guess, idolatry and who your true God is, really, uh, is it it takes a lot of introspection because we can be very deceptive to ourselves about who we worship and what we're doing and why we're doing it. And, I mean, I work on that. I'm not the best at it, but I know a lot of people are worse and yeah, like, or they just don't think about that. Yeah. Or, or they just don't. Cause like I have to decompress like at the end of every day and like think about the day and kind of process things. Just and if sit I don't in your chair and just relax, if I don't think about things, if I, if I choose to ignore how things are going, then I'm just going to fall back in life and not, really pay attention to anything and yeah. that that's how you get caught up in the waves of everyday life and ignoring and the, the grind it, yeah getting caught up in the grind and ignoring yourself what, really and what matters yeah and i think that's a large problem of modern culture yeah. we don't allow ourselves that time right because you know we work eight hours a day five days a week we're busy spending our two days off thinking about how the much next we five don't days want to week. spend the next five yeah. days. <laughs> Plus, if you have kids or other occupational duties, you're you're busy for most of the day. You don't have that. And instead of time to contemplate, instead of yeah. being thankful, you have a job. Instead of being thankful, you got a place to rest your head, having food in your stomach. We're just sitting here like fuck. I really don't want to go to work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You get worn down by it all. Yeah, reminds me of uh, an architect song called. Even if you win, you're still a rat. And the video is basically just a time lapse of everyone in their modern day life over and over and over and over again, just living in the machine. In the rat race. Working. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I will say I think our generation is one that's finally really introspecting into that. We know how fucked it is. I mean, but yeah. there's not much we can do about yeah, it. Yeah, right I mean, now. a lot of us have to work like two jobs just to survive. Wow, we have gotten existential. Yeah. Back to the problem of evil. But isn't religion existential? Yeah, well, that's the whole point, right? Dun, the dun, whole dun. point of the show is to be existential. So Yeah, and I mean, religion ties heavy with cultural, economic, all types of issues. Yeah, it touches on a lot of things. Um, so another point is this. The problem of evil assumes naturalism and is really only a problem for people who believe in naturalism. If you are a Christian, you believe that there will be justice in the end. Just because God isn't sitting there on his throne smiting those who do wrong doesn't mean that people won't have to be held accountable for their actions in the future. And also, suffering has the power to either refine us and make us stronger people or turn us bitter and cynical. Just think of how the past events have shaped who you are today. How we choose to react to suffering and whether or not it enables us to grow is ultimately up to you. And to make another metalcore song reference, in the words of August Burns Red, there's beauty in tragedy. 
Yeah. And one thing I've never understood, especially and especially with Western Christianity, is when the word karma is brought up. Everyone think it's gonna. Everyone thinks it's gonna be like this earthly reckoning of like, oh, you fucked me over, so you're gonna get fucked over. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, it's, necessarily. It's, it's interesting that people draw that because um, even in Christianity, it's not necessarily called karma, but there's karma. There's payment to be given for there's a good and bad. A deed. final judgment day. Yeah. Um, it's I, unclear what exactly. At least to me, it's unclear what. I mean, obviously, you will be judged for your deeds, but, uh, you know, if people are either going to heaven or hell, that kind of situation, I don't really see what kind of degrees of punishment there will be. I don't know. I need to probably look more into that. But but looking at it through a... Punishment or reward. Through a non-Christian eye is like, karma's in every religion. Mm Mm-hmm. You might not want to... It Just because it has a certain name given by a certain ideology doesn't mean that it's not also in yours there's payment to be given right you fuck someone over you're gonna pay for it and so i think that's something a lot of christians and jewish and islamic people need to be aware of is just because it's not called that doesn't mean it's not coming for you yeah it's a natural cycle for all good there is evil for all evil there is good and in all evil there is good and all good there is evil Mm-hmm. Um, and last thing for this last section um, the existence of evil may be a wake up call for people who think they are in control of everything in their lives when something or someone dear to you is taken away it is a rude awakening to the fact that you yourself are limited you are not God and you need to rely on God moment of silence yeah. Any, I mean, any thoughts we've, on that? we've all had the moments I, where we were shut. And as we say before, it could also fall in the opposite direction. Nah, because yeah. having the kind of falling out from there's, being in some two, semblance of control. Yeah, there's there's two reactions to it. It's either you can get angry at God and turn away, or if you maybe you don't believe in God and you're like, oh, wait a minute, I'm about to die. Uh Maybe I need to believe in Pull this whole God code. thing. Maybe I need to think about the whole God thing again. Well, that's pulling the cheat code. I don't. I don't think that works. Well, I mean, if it, you have like a near-death experience or something, or like you know, you're in the hospital and you are like, "Wow, I could have died." See, some kind of life-changing experience yeah. might I, cause you to rethink things. As yeah. I've always said, we don't know when that cutoff is. Yeah. So I'm not going to judge. We're all walking time bombs. I'm not going to judge yeah. a man who dies and goes up to God, and is genuine with his response. Just like I'm not going to judge a man who accepts God on this earth, because I don't know. I'm not the judge. I'm not sure. Yep. I wouldn't hope to do that either. Uh, yeah. I'm never going to say whether or not someone is yeah. or isn't because in a good place. Who am I to judge you if you're on your deathbed? And you've picked the religion that has always seated with you, and you're finally honest about it. Just like, I'm not going to judge the kid who admits that he, or who finally comes out as gay or transsexual or whatever, because it doesn't matter to me. 
I'm not the judge. I'm not the juror. You be the best you you can be while you're here and then while you're gone. Basically, don't be a dick. We don't all, lay judgment upon people. We all come back to the don't be a we, dick policy. Because we are not the judges. I mean, it's a great policy to have. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so distinctions of suffering. We need to make some distinctions of suffering. Suffer. Uh, sorry. Anyway, uh, there's natural evil, which would be like natural disasters, and moral evil, which would be killing someone. Why do natural disasters happen? Uh, this one's a little bit more complicated, but from the the best response I have is because the Earth too is fallen alongside humanity. Beyond that, I don't really think we can impose any other philosophical or moral logic as to why natural disasters occur. Because that would be entering a realm of knowledge only held by God himself. Yeah, that, that'll be coming to, like, the creation of Earth and why it is. I mean, I got is. one thing to say. I got one thing to say. Humans like to go where the fuck we're not supposed to. If uh, a city is under sea wa- level, that fucker's uh-huh. going to flood. Yeah. If you're on the coast... Some waves gonna come up. You in California? You gonna have some fires? I mean, all of America is basically like a natural disaster zone. Yeah, Yeah. tornadoes, blizzards, hurricanes. Oh, I live close to a volcano and it blows up. No shit. (laughs) I live close to the coast and I got a hurricane. No shit. I live (laughs) in a deep, flat area. Where I it's live in windy a all the pot, time and there's a tornado. And I got hot. No shit. Yeah. There's just some places we shouldn't fucking go. Yeah. And a lot and of it's the US. And we keep saying, oh, fuck you, we're going to go there. <laughs> that's just, that's my human response. <laughs> okay. It's, it's like New Orleans saying, oh, we got flooding problems. You're four to eight feet under the fucking sea level. What do you yeah. expect? No, I mean, on the opposite end, like, and um, Taiwan, there's a few areas that get like constant rain are, and are have to deal with that heavy rain. But on the benefit, they're never in a drought. So it, it could be short sightedness that started it. I mean, the ocean's never in a drought. Doesn't mean I should go live on the fucking ocean. Well, yeah, but also the settlements before like scientific issues such as global warming and stuff taking over. Yeah, you mm-hmm. send poor people there. That's what they did. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we, went, we went to California for gold and grapes. And gravy. And marijuana. All right, well, back on topic. Um, so I mentioned the, the distinctions of natural disasters, of natural evil and moral evil. But uh, regarding the moral evil, um, that kind of just boils down to, and I've, we've talked about this before, that kind of boils down to being fallen creatures with an inclination towards sin and possessing the free will to carry out those desires. Because we have free will, God must permit evil because with free will, we have the ability to choose whether or not to obey God. If he prevented people from committing an evil act, we would no longer have free will. We would be robots. Uh, and then the last theodicy I'm going to offer in this area it's it's kind of one to, that's a little difficult to wrap your head around, but it's called the best possible world theory. 
So surely we conceive of a world that is worse than this one. So perhaps this is the best possible world that God could create while still accounting for human free will. That's that's that. Yeah. I don't know if you had any thoughts. Not really on that one. Uh, it just reminds me of what a few people say. It's like for people going to hell, it's the closest they'll ever get to heaven. And for people going to heaven, it's the closest they'll ever get to hell. For some reason, that as soon as you said that, it, I forget, like quite a few people have said that. Pretty certain that's a Five Finger Death Punch song. <laughs> yeah, the people that said it were not in the Five Finger Death Punch. I can <laughs> guarantee you. That's that's three All bands people. we've referenced already. That's one episode. <laughs> we only need Silent Planet now. Yep, Slant Planet. All well, right, love you guys. So the last section that I want to talk about, um, I'm gonna make a case here. The fact that evil exists actually implies the existence of God. For an atheist appealing to the problem of evil, an equal problem exists, the problem of good. If God doesn't exist, how do we explain anything which we perceive as good? Where does that come from? C.S. Lewis was once an atheist because of the problem of evil, but then he realized an issue. Quote, my argument against God was that the universe seemed so cruel and unjust. But how had I gotten this idea of just and unjust? What was I comparing this universe with when I called it unjust? Of course, I could have given up my idea of justice by saying it was nothing but a private idea of my own. But if I did that, then my argument against God collapsed too. For the argument depended on saying that the world was really unjust, not simply that it just didn't happen to meet my private fancies. Consequently, consequently atheism turns out to be too simple. End quote. So as you see, the problem of evil, if you think it all the way through, leads to the belief in God because it assumes that there are moral absolutes. As I mentioned in the episode Morality, objective or subjective, I argued that the best, that objective morality can be best explained in the existence of an objective moral source, such as God, because alternative explanations rely on subjective and arbitrary means such as evolution. And also recall in the episode how we all agreed um, in Love and Beauty, Do They Point to God, that you can't make something inherently subjective, such as our perception of beauty, into something objective. Think of the most attractive man or woman of the year example. You can't make um, a, a person objectively beautiful. That's still subjective. So therefore, there must be an objective rationale for morality and the problem, quote, problem of evil to even exist. That was a lot of, a lot of words and a lot of brain. I'll let that sink in your brains. Yeah. I'm sure David will have some fiery words. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it boils down to your worldview. Yeah. Um, one thing I was going to bring up is like, in my eyes, like, because, like, I, I hate to use the human construct thing, but. The only people that perceive evil are humans, so 
because I mean, as we I said, like you can go in nature and see some atrocities being committed. Mm-hmm. I mean, whole like s- groups of animals just massacring each other. But that's unfortunately just nature. And I, and as we spoke with like morality, not killing each other turns out to be very beneficial to us. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, due to certain things such as like competition between like competition, culture, emotions, especially emotions, like evil happens or short sightedness leads to our ideas of evil, like someone stealing money instead of like going in and it's like, Hey, kind of like mow your lawn for five bucks or do something positive. Yeah. Out of that. And I want to say all of those that you mentioned are necessarily evil, but I get what you're coming from. Yeah. Cause not in like our society's eyes, like, all of those are some form of, even if it's a little evil, it could be understandable. I like, mean, and I it depends on killing the, a kitty diddler is not fucking evil. Well, just taking yeah. out the trash. Well, We're and not, like our lens, yes, but in say like Europe, they're like, let's get them like proper mental treatment and proper medication stuff like that a various culture culture true very true basically what i'm getting at is uh there there are two different atheist responses there's the person there's the atheist that's going to appeal to the problem of evil which really kind of defeats his own position because it admits that there is an objective morality and if you admit there's objective morality which you need for there to be evil you have to admit that there is an objective moral source. And there's the other kind of atheist that doesn't appeal to the problem of evil because they don't believe in objective morality, and therefore morality just becomes subjective and fluid and entirely dependent on how you define it. And as we mentioned in that episode, there's a lot of problems with subjective morality, such as is rape actually wrong or is it just wrong because you think it's wrong? Because if you think it's wrong and I don't think it's wrong, well, I guess I'm okay. Whereas I think all of us can say it's Which I'm not going to do it, by the way. So yeah. That was an example. Yeah. And I should go ahead and preface that. Yeah, I think uh, at least in that idea, it's not necessarily like the personal beliefs are wrong, but just the cultural beliefs are wrong. Because the be a part of society... Enough people have to agree, like, oh, yeah, we all agree upon this thing, so here's how we're going to do it. Well, and that's that's cultural relativism. Yeah. But, I, like I mentioned in the, uh, the morality episode, which we're going to keep probably pinning back to that at, in, at points. Oh, definitely. Um, like basically, we, we pointed back to, like, quite a few episodes on this one. Yeah, yeah. they, they kind of overlap. But basically, like, the, the problem with cultural relativism is the exact same problem with any form of relativism. Because if you believe that something is truly wrong, again, like, in one culture, it could totally be okay to cut girls' toes off when they're born. Or bind them. Yeah, and and that's that you can't say anything about that being wrong 
because that's their culture and you 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 have no right if if it's completely relative to culture and then again comes the issue of if you have someone i don't know from japan move to america which culture are they a part of are they a part of the japanese culture are they a part of american culture and so then then it gets complicated yeah. and i think that's a major thing with like the overall globalization is we are especially as it becomes more and more common experiencing like the culture conflicts and also each culture wants to push their own ideas to each other mm-hmm. because i mean thinking like oh what like chopping off a certain limb or binding toes or stuff like or circumcision i mean that, that too medically it's like oh those are bad things but the cultural significance unfortunately for some cultures outweighs the practical medical well shit if we're just gonna start accepting all cultures worldwide let's start killing the firstborns again let's bring nope. that back uh i mean we already have me- medically i don't think that's sound i mean sh- but that it's basically a giant like compare and contrast because not every cult every culture has a little bit of good or okay you can take from it and that's kind of the beauty of globalization and also its weakest thing is people take certain things from yeah because you can marry a 12 year old in some countries yeah around here you're a fucking pedophile yeah or if you hold certain beliefs in a certain country you'll get killed yeah I mean, I'm definitely on, like, a hit list for several countries. Whereas in other countries, you'll only be ostracized and publicly outcasted. Yeah, you filthy fucking idiot. And can't get a decent job. Yeah. Uh, All so, right, so let's, I mean, let's, let's can, bring it can, back can to the... worst fate. Yeah, let, let's bring it back to the, the topic at hand. As as we wrap up, Um, what are your guys' thoughts on the problem of evil? As As I've... I tried giving decent answers. Hopefully, they're there. You know, not really a problem. But like you said, it's not a problem. It's not really a problem because I will. If you believe in the natural order of things, nothing can be created. Everything has an equal and opposite reaction. That's science. So every positive reaction, there's also a negative reaction. For every negative, there's also a positive. Two positives don't make negative. Two negative don't make positive. This isn't math, okay? So, to believe in a scientific worldview and in the natural order of things, there is no problem of evil. If you are one of them atheists who go, oh, science. If you don't listen to the last two sentences I said, you don't believe in science. You just want to act like you do. Because there is no good without evil, no evil without good, no hot without cold, no north without south. That's interesting. You're using science to take a, a philosophical yeah. position on, because that's the, 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 what is that, Newton's law? Second mm-hmm. second Newton's law? Do I yeah, actually yes. know? Oh, shit. I know I something. Say, I, I got say, Newton this time. Last time was it, was, a, it was Francis Bacon. I, was yeah, about, yeah, I, I wanted to say Sir Isaac Newton. So, but anyway. I was so nervous about it. But yeah, yeah I'm the, ba- using the basic laws of matter. But yeah, you're basically using 
a scientific principle and applying it to philosophical, philosophical ideology, ideology. No, which which makes sense because i mean like in some cases it's like okay you can't just hijack science and then use it but in this case it makes sense no i because it, it does it i think it is an if you're going to use science example. to prove your viewpoint you have to use yeah. all of science if you if you're going to use religion to prove your viewpoint you also have to take in consideration the obvious earthly rules that are here right you got to make yourself sound and bulletproof. Yeah. So if you're an atheist and you believe in science and you believe in the problem of evil and you see that as a major issue, then the world itself is flawed. Which science doesn't really believe that because everything has an answer. Yeah. And also with like the idea of what something good happening versus something bad happening, it could vary because I mean... Yes, that creature might have died, but oh, a tree grows in its place, or or I mean, a pl plants die and we eat them and we yeah. get or like energy the from natural them. culling of animals when they get overpopulated to keep that animal alive, things get cut back. It's it's not pretty, but it's the facts of nature. Yeah, for me to live, something has to die. Yeah, yeah, and all. I, I think we all are pretty sound in agreeing with problem yeah. of evil isn't really I mean, a fucking If you problem. believe in yeah. good, you have to believe in evil. I we, just think it needs yeah. to be... I, I feel like a lot of people just brush it off, and it's like... Yeah. It's a little more interesting. So I, I did spend a good bit of time um, It's in, in the past trying to like kind of work through this. And, and you know what? I wish those people who are atheists, who use that as our only punchline just be like hey i just don't believe i can respect that because i can't do i can not necessarily do anything about that what do you mm -hmm. say oh well god's such a good dude why is this we're on earth motherfucker <laughs> yeah i mean that that there's a difference between good objections and bad objections yeah, yeah and but... to be honest I, I i try to be fair um we're starting with the best objections in my opinion so it only it'll the objections only get worse from here so but i mean in there's I, I hate to say it, in good and bad there's sometimes where you're like okay maybe that was good maybe that was bad but there's a lot of things where anyone you can point to anybody of mm -hmm. sound mind and body and they'd be like yeah that's fucking awful yeah it's fucking terrible yeah and, and for you, every situation like that there's as you said that gray area where it's like could be could be a little bit of both all right, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up with yeah. with my last and, and little spiel. As I I said, it's like a lot of like the few atheists I've actually talked to or pull that out, and it's like uh, the Bible's really about like testing people. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's full of the people I, who are struggling. Yeah. All and so many religions are trial and tribulation. I mean, the old the Old yeah. Testament was a little more aggressive in, in its testings which we're gonna have an episode on that i don't know very soon hanging we'll... a motherfucker to a cross and killing his ass is probably the biggest hey killing the physical embodiment of god is pretty hard fucking core if you ask me i mean drowning up most of life as they know it was pretty hardcore too yeah but for lack of better terms we all kind of agree on this yeah yeah all right so here's my last little punch to david 
Ah, uh, hit me, baby. <laughs> Under atheism, good has to become relative, and becoming an atheist doesn't suddenly solve the problem of evil, because evil still exists. Though the hope that Christianity provides, that we will one day be redeemed, and that all wrongs will be made right eventually, can help people cope with evil in a sense, which, at the very least, provides a more practical way of dealing with life's struggles. Christianity claims that God himself became man in Jesus, and that he was unjustly crucified, and then rejected by the Father. Remember, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And don't forget how many of the early Christians were martyred for their beliefs. See what happened after Jesus rose again. Um, we can likely all agree that it is immoral to kill someone for their beliefs. God is not immune or indifferent to suffering. Even Jesus himself was a victim of human evil. Not only can he relate to us, he cared so much for us that he endured evil for us. Remember, Christianity doesn't just point to moral progress. It ultimately points to the union of heaven and earth and the eventual eradication of evil itself. See Revelation 20 to 22 for more on this. In conclusion, I believe that God, like us, is against evil, not the source of it. And that is all I have. Yeah. And obviously that first part was not yeah. specifically against this specific atheist we have on the panel today. Yeah, I mean, but it, real there, quick, yeah, there's ahead. something that I just thought of. I remember reading a article with a pretty famous new metal lead singer. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the issues with the problem of evil come from the viewpoint of the church you're closest to or that you grew up in why and the sort of hatred that can be spewed from some churches yeah because the way I look at it God doesn't hate anyone no matter how they're born whether gay straight white black Christian Islamic Jewish Hindi if you truly believe in an all-loving God then that problem of hating on a certain subsect of people is erased because if you believe that God loves everyone that's a it loves everyone there's no in between mm -hmm. it's basically like and at, a lot at of, most he can be a disappointed parent yeah but he still loves you yeah yeah and I think you might... Well, sometimes there's, you know, tough love involved. Sometimes you gotta, like, you know, change. Some people don't want to do that, but, you know. Yeah. But I think a lot of the issues with that comes from the certain churches that someone may be a part of growing up or may have friends that are a part of growing up mm -hmm. or the mainstream views of Christianity. Yeah, the politicized there, views of Christianity. Oh yeah, we're we're gonna talk about um, but this in a later episode. Um, I, it it just came to my mind thinking of it with the problem of evil. Yeah. Um, the, you may the, know which artist I'm talking about. Um, I bet they it's wear corn. a mask. Oh. oh, that narrows it down. There's only a few yeah, of those. Yeah, actually, there's a couple of them. But yeah, I know who you're talking about the um, big one. Yeah, the big. 
Chungus yeah. with like nine members. Wait, that it, should narrow that, it down. that lives in a cornfield. I don't know why we are just not saying it when we've already literally mentioned. Slipknot. We've literally mentioned like three the other li- bands. And that was always something that struck me as like. Has has he? So I assume you're talking about Corey Taylor. Yeah. Has he like gone out and been like, "This is why I don't believe in God." This was like 2014. Okay. Because I I don't pay attention to what Corey Taylor says, even though Loudwire reports on everything. Oh, every single thing. <laughs> it's I, like, oh, here's his new acoustic. It's like I don't care. Here's and what I, Corey Taylor thinks about what Corey Taylor thinks about. I understand yeah. Corey why Taylor he said hates it. New music because it was a very emotional response to someone coming at him. Uh huh. But if you truly believe in an all loving God, then that problem's not there. Yeah. Just say you're an atheist and let's let's agree to disagree. All right. Yeah, and I mean, or it, just say you don't be, you just don't believe because I, that's something only you can know. Yeah. And also, like people, as you were saying, like people thinking kind of like God could be evil. It's like then what's the point of believing yeah. in him? In Christians, oh, that's real a, quick. Go ahead. In Christians, if you say God loves everybody, show it. Yep. That's Use a, your actions as your faith. That's a real struggle. Well, yeah, for, as, as well, it's a most. struggle, but do your best. Yeah. If you fuck up, admit it. Yep. If you just don't like this person. Don't uh, deny rape allegations until you're dead. Yeah. <coughs> Somebody we have dun, mentioned. Dun, dun. And, no, <laughs> some people know who we're yeah. referring to. And I think a, lot, a, few of, of them. a lot of issues, like what a lot of issues, Probably like a lot religion in think. general is cultural believers. As I'm going to label them. People who are just in it because it's what the parents did or this or just like cultural politics. Yeah. there There's like a certain level of belief that's like just like, you know, a mental assent to a thing. And then there's like the thought out kind of stuff. Like you've thought this stuff through yeah. and like you've met. And, and this is on both sides of the fence. No matter what your worldview is, there are some people you know, who just haven't thought shit out, like, hardly at all. Yeah. And you can tell when you talk to them that they don't really care, think through these things or care or, you know, and that's a little concerning. Well, yeah. And again, as we said, probably last episode, maybe the episode before, maybe the episode before that, Christians, your biggest problem are you guys. Work yeah. from within and show the people you really give a shit. As uh, unfortunate as it, as it is, uh, I have to agree with you because. No, that's which, problem. by the way, by the way, guys, um, I, I feel like this is an off mic conversation between me and Michael. I'm the one who told him that, and he's stealing my thunder. But it's okay. I give you permission because I agree well, with we, you. We, well, it's something that I've thought about, but I. It's you never al- had it's the words. It's also something we yes. kind of like have discussed because I mean, the worst part of humanity is humanity. Yeah. yeah the worst general. part of atheists is atheists. <laughs> Yes, yeah, agnostics, we're just fucking lost. I mean, same with, like, the worst part of Republicans is the Republicans. Worst part of liberals are liberals. Yeah, it's, it's the aggressive the outliers. vocal minority. It's the people. Yeah. People Whereas are people are people. Intellectuals that you've showed me, or even you, yourself, I, I know you probably wouldn't label yourself as one of the higher intellect, but talking to you, it's talking to a real person who's done some research who is more than just words and so I can respect that and you want to fix the problem by being part of the solution 
And I, I, I respect the fuck out of that. Thanks, fam. Yeah, I, I, I want to check real quick. Are we going to talk about like an evil god idea? I I wanted to. Um, I don't have that as an episode, uh, but or at least written down. But I can add it. I because I mean it. I, I don't think it. It's an interesting idea, but, but it's also like, what's the point of believing if you're going to be in a toxic ass relationship? It 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 doesn't hold up in yeah, some ways. It has no benefit. But like, oh, it's he's like worshiping the little you. devil. It's, it's no. Well, it's it sounds like that until you hear like the fully thought out version basically it's it's everything you can imagine i'm i'm just gonna go ahead and refute it real quick <laughs> do it um bonus I, bonus on this episode people because i think like it's, if the evil god challenge is essentially imagine everything that you think about in the good god basically omniscient all-knowing um but instead of all loving it's all hating it's all powerful of course um, so the, the problem with it is under that hypothesis, um, we only exist for God to torment us and suffer. Yeah. We're, and make we're us like suffer. the wor- We're like the toys. He takes apart and rips the arms off and shit. We but exist it, out of spite. <laughs> but if you compare this to the good God, the good God doesn't need humanity. The good God is entirely independent of humanity. Um, but the evil god, in order to maximize evil, must have something to be evil too. So God, that god needs humanity, which limits the evil god. Yeah, unless he wants to go like fuck with fuck with the stars and mm-hmm. cause like a black hole or something. Maybe he's an evil god to us, but he's a good god to the aliens because fuck you. Okay. Uh, fucking aliens. And the other thing what is time travel, Michael. The other objection I would have to it is. It would be very easy to imagine a world that is much more evil. Why not just go ahead and put us in hell? Because that would be a greater evil for this evil I don't god. Know, at least the ultimate evil. I mean, the devil has some favorites, probably. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, evil I mean, god would have no favorites. Basically, um, it's a very interesting discussion. Um, I've I've heard a couple um, uh, podcast YouTube videos on this. It's interesting to listen to. Um, basically, long story short, it's... You make all the equivalents of the good god, but make that make it evil and the it, opposite. It's of a fun good. thought experiment to make you think. What could be worse? But the problem is not all of those things hold up because the argument is that you can all of the arguments for God's existence that you can point to can just as equally be applied to an evil god. But the problem is the the all good omniscience, omnipotence, pure evil. You know, like these things don't. They're not one of the things being, you know, not needing humanity. That doesn't add up, um, you know, because like the good God doesn't need humanity, whereas the evil God does need yeah, humanity. He just happens to want you to join him once you reach a higher. So basically, sentence. there's a there's a logical um, imbalance there, which tips the scale in favor of a good God. And yeah. really, the evil god hypothesis is just a. The challenge is really all we have to do, if you're arguing for the evil god, is make it equally plausible that an evil god exists as an, a good god. And as I demonstrated with those those two issues, it's not equally plausible. So therefore, a good god is more likely. 
So there's your bonus content. Um, all because <laughs> I happen to say like, I'm, go- I'm glad like, I just remembered that off the top yeah, of my head. But because all I said was like, yeah, I don't see a point of believing God if he's like ev- an evil dick. Yeah, well, because there's nothing to win. That's, that's really just the atheist uh, objection is like, well, okay, fine. Maybe I can't refute your arguments for God's existence. I'm just going to make him evil, and therefore you're worshiping an evil God. And this stems like, out of the problem of evil. Well, it, you believe my God's a three-year-old playing army war. It's contingent upon the, the problem of evil, and it also builds off of um, it also, an objection to the God of the yeah. Old Testament, which we'll talk about like, later. give us kind of less free will if we're just going to be shitty people. Yeah. Because and then you also wouldn't have free will in that universe because you would be determined yeah, to do like evil. It's like the worst part of Calvinism. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you're just destined to hell. Yeah. Cause havoc and chaos. So anyway, that is the problem of evil. And we have any other thoughts before we wrap this one up? I, I mean... I think we've probably yeah. beaten a dead horse. Problem of evil to us is not Probably a like simulation theory. It's not yeah. on that level, I don't no, think. to but... me it is. Okay. <laughs> right. I just didn't get as raging about it. Right. Atheists okay. don't use that bullshit. <laughs> well, if they, you believe they in... use it a lot. But yeah. then you don't believe in science, so suck my dick. I mean... All right. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I, I struck a nerve when I said it's, it's simulation theory. Yeah. You know, you know, it hits him in the heart when he brings up simulation theory. An atheist. He has a fucking flashback. It's a nom. I mean, simulation theory. All right. Anyway, uh, that's that's about it. I think we're done with this episode. So, yeah. Thanks for listening. See you next week when we talk about uh, the problem of divine hiddenness. Bazinga. See you guys then. <laughs>